Welcome to Murphy, Sam, and Jody after the show. Um, you know, so I've had a few questions this morning since uh, Jody brought up the questions about at my dad's house. You know, we're still trying to go through all the things. My mom passed five years ago. My dad passed in January. And my brother and sister and I, are, we're not in a rush. Very, very blessed that my sister and brother and I are close and we get along fine and uh, there's no drama. I mean, that's yet. that in and of yet. itself. Yeah. yeah. Right. But there's not. And they there's answer not, these three big items. No, there's not going to be any drama I'm joking. I know. We're just um, having fun with you. Yeah. But I, but I wanted to, you know, so a couple of questions just about that because it's, you know, it's piqued a lot of interest. And I talked about wanting to actually, you know, renovate or restore. fix, restore uh, my dad's Corvette that's just been sitting for, for 40 years. And it's it's going to take a lot of work. It's a frame mm-hmm. with tires. And that's about it. A red um, 1966 Stingray. But it's yeah. the original engine, right? And the original mm-hmm. frame and the original body. Yeah, it's all the original stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the reason I, I wanted to bring it up after the show is because the reason for me, it's, it's not because it's a cool vehicle and, you know, and, and I love that kind of car. I love that styling. That's the same reason I love that, uh, you know, GM brought back all the boss looking cars, mm-hmm. you know, the Camaro lookalike. And, it's an American sort of it thing. It is, right? Those kind yeah. of muscle, that muscle car look is cool. But it, this has nothing to do with any of that. What this has to do for me is my dad. If I'm going to do it for any reason, it's really... For my dad, yeah, who, to honor, yeah, and so the crazy story behind this one is that my dad bought, uh, and it's funny, Mark, you know, who listens regularly, called me and a- actually a few made back. this recommendation. You're right, exactly, not during the show, but a few minutes back, and was talking about this restoration company in Vegas and that they love the stories behind the vehicles, and so that got me thinking about the story behind this particular car because it's used. My dad's not the original owner. I don't know. So my my parents actually bought one brand new car, and that's the car that my dad was still driving. It's a 1995 Camry. Toyota Camry. Wow! Which is it? it and it's it, the engine is fine. The interior, that thing is in really Falling rough apart. shape. But I mean, it's it was used every day, every day, every day mm-hmm. for what is that? Almost thirty years, but it doesn't have a ton Holy of mileage. Smokes. No, it doesn't. They only used no, it to go only from drove here it to church and back. Yeah, pretty much. It, it's got maybe forty five, fifty thousand miles on it. That's it. That's a ninety five on a nineteen ninety five vehicle. Yes, the engine is in amazing shape. The body of the car is whole, it's awful. I mean, yeah. it is rusted. The paint is bad. The interior is completely cracked. But anyway, um, but so, the bones are good, right? But you know, <laughs> my dad really didn't like to get rid of any of his vehicles. But there were a lot that were sold over the years. That's what's interesting to me mm-hmm. is how did my dad pick and choose what he wanted to get rid of and what he wanted to keep. Because the 1966 vet that he bought, he bought in 1969, used. It had a sticker price of $2,500, I think, at that time. Mm. Um, And he has always been an enthusiast for Corvette. He's Mm -hmm. always been a motorcycle enthusiast. And so this is kind of where I'm going with this. My dad's passion for things, it always surprised me that he let that car just sit. Now, when I was a kid... I remember riding in it. The last time I actually rode in that car anywhere was when I was in kindergarten. And it pretty much stopped running after that. And I don't know why. I don't know. He stopped driving it. And in the early 80s, he decided he was going to start back up again. He, He, you know... 
it really needed to be. It was sitting under its cover, but you know that was his project. Mm-hmm. And so he did. He went and checked the tires. He cleaned the interior. He opened the hood. He started to work on the engine. He'd already, he'd always had some carburetor issues with the with the car, but he got it into you know new spark plugs, oil change, and everything. He cranked it up, and when he cranked it up, it cranked right up, which was amazing. It had that classic sound that I love so much. But then, you know, then all of a sudden I heard it turn off and mm. I walked outside to see what was going on. And, and he said, no, he said, gas is spewing everywhere. I can't. Wow. So the next thing was going to be go back through, you know, replace the lines of the carburetor and then it would be running again. That was the last time that he cranked that car. What year was that again? You said it was in the summer of 1982. Oh, my oh. gosh. So oh this would have gosh. been June of 1982. Yeah. That was the last time that he and I don't know why. My dad, I don't know that he ever lost the passion for the vehicle. We he would lost talk the to him about it. We, restoring we it. would tell him about, you know, how much we would love to see it running again, but he just he did not want to touch that vehicle. And it this also I don't know that it coincided with the time that he was drinking and having issues, mm-hmm. but you know, I would have thought that when he quit drinking in 90, 1990, that he would have gone back and picked up some of those right. hobbies that he wanted you to. You would think. Right. Um but he didn't do that. Um and so you know, the car literally has not been cranked, touched, yeah. anything Mm-mm. since then. Do you think it's one of those things? I knew somebody a long time ago who had an old Thunderbird or something like that. And um, it sat and sat and sat and they never did anything with it, but he wanted to. Do you think that there's some it, some something about it being such a big project and you're so particular about it that you don't know where to start because with any project it's what's that old saying how do you eat an elephant yeah. one piece at a time or one bite at a time so it's it's one little thing at a time but it does seem so big yeah so you know what's weird about is it that that, to that me? overwhelming feeling is what i'm at was you think that what he was feeling could be Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, there's no way to know now. That's what's no. weird about it. And probably maybe too for you know, since it's a Corvette, when when it comes to fixing or replacing stuff, certain kind of cars you want to get the the real stuff. You don't yeah. want to just run over to you know AutoZone, right. and Grab some some yeah, you know, floor right. mats. It's like you want Corvette ones from the '60s to yeah. go in the car because it's he's got he had it yeah. on a pedestal for sure, as, yeah. as it should be. And so that's yeah. that might make it harder to. Sure. Get behind restoring it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but here's the kind of paradox behind my father is when my mom was still alive, first, my first thought is, well, the project, like Jody, you said, the project was too big. There were times when my parents were the kind of people where if it became too complex, they would overthink things and then eventually it wouldn't get yeah. done at all. But <laughs> they also took on projects like they completely redid their little gas bathroom area. And when I mean completely redid, I mean they replaced the floors, they did redid the wallpaper, they replaced all the tile that was around the, the bathtub, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, they it, it's they replaced the fixtures. Well, you can't live and, without and, that being like but, done, but that's but. A, but that is a that's a pretty intense do-it-yourself project. If you ever mm-hmm. had to do tile grouting or bust out the old tile and and it's the precision is everything. It's yeah. not everybody's not really capable. And it no. was it was very well done. It it, it looks good. It was done. It looks like it was done by a professional. Mm-hmm. And it took them several months to get that project done. So I know that they weren't afraid to tackle big projects. But I remember my mom just got tired of asking my dad, "Why why aren't you about going to fix vet? the vet?" Yeah. Here's the other weird part have, about it. That could have been something that they <laughs> that between them that was a point 
of a, contention? A, a sore subject. You don't know. They didn't let you into their relationship that way, as they should not have. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you don't know what kind of sore subjects there were Yeah. Uh, in a mar- within a marriage with stuff. Could be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also, I mean, again, I, I think I know my dad well enough that in his mind— the way that he treated things, he put lots of things on a pedestal. And what I mean by that, he was not a materialistic person. That's not what I mean. When he spent his money on something, he really took care of it. Right. And I, I can remember it. him. And I, I mean, I can remember hearing little fleeting comments every now and then about, you know, well, this is that kind of car that you take out and, and drive regularly because, you know, if it's damaged, you don't have original parts to replace yeah. it. So he might have been putting it in its own little bubble. You know what I mean? And, and, and maybe that's why he didn't want to restore it. He did the same thing with his first motorcycle. But those are the only two things, mechanical things like that, that he never messed with, got rid of, ever thought to sell or anything. He used his Harley regularly. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he wasn't going to get rid of that regularly. either. He, um, you know, his it, he did keep his little light truck that he used to, you know, go back to back and forth to work, but it stopped running six years ago. So it's been it's sitting, sitting also. Yeah. And, and I do think, look, also, as somebody does get older, and when my mom passed, I know that his perspective on a lot of things changed. Sure. That stuff was overwhelming. You know, mm-hmm. vehicles that need to be fixed or, you know, awnings that need to be repaired and paint, all that kind of stuff. In his final days, I remember him actually saying that. At one yeah. point, my sister and I had to say, well, don't worry about the house or any of that right now. You're dealing with cancer. It's you know, this is not a big deal. The, that's material stuff. Jackie and I and Duke can handle all of that. Whatever yeah. we need to do, don't worry about that. But that was the first time I ever heard my dad. He was probably thinking talk about, about you have you guys having to handle it for the first could be, time, maybe. Yeah. But um, so I don't know if the size of projects overwhelmed him. But here's what I'm getting at. He also had a 1970 Mustang, which was the car that he drove to work every day. It was the base model. It was a stick shift. Okay. It was a three speed of all what things. Color? It was originally olive green, mm. that metallic olive green. Mm. But like most things, the paint then was not great. Right. He worked in the refinery so uh, at, at Exxon. So I guess over the years, exposure to chemicals and all those other things. Sure. Not saying that anything's wrong with the plant. I'm just saying, look, it's you know, <laughs> don't, don't, don't. whatever, right? Um, you know, just general exposure to whatever it was floating in the air. Yeah. It, it became a rusted vehicle. And that was the first car that I ever drove. And oh, is that the one you had that had the rusted out floor. floors? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Your, my, my, your date's uh, purse, purse fell, fell through. through. Yeah, my first girlfriend almost lost her purse oh, yeah. through the floor of the car. Yeah. Um, it was also the one that I was determined to paint myself, which I had <laughs> I was oh, wow. 17 years Rust-oleum. old. And, yeah, and so I got primer, but I painted it on with a brush instead mm. of actually, oh, it was dumb. I, I mean, anyway, so yeah, and it never got painted, so the rust came right through the primer. But anyway, um, that car is really, a, even though it was a base model, was really a classic collectible mm-hmm. also. So I'm surprised that even even if he didn't want to fix it back up and it was still running, he had an offer for, from someone to buy it and he sold it. So, I mean, I guess the Corvette in his mind is a different thing than that Mustang was. Yeah. But it's weird to me because by the time that he sold that vehicle it really was a classic muscle car too mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. somebody probably um, restored it yeah i have and a question. that one that, that one actually too speaking of stories behind vehicles the the rust wasn't only on the paint of that car and we were vacationing at daytona beach one time which is one place that you can still drive on the beach i don't know if actually you can today or not maybe you did then. but you, you could then and um 
and he, we, we, we was driving north on the beach, and he went to turn around, and for whatever reason, I don't remember what, what happened, instead of making the turn, he stopped, put it in reverse to back up, and when he did that, mm. the car got stuck in the sand. Mm. And before a wrecker could come help us, the tide came in. Of course. And so the salt water got up, and, and eventually, uh. and even after washing that, it rusted the back end of that car out, that's where, he was that's how sick. The, that's actually how the floorboards got rusted oh. when my girlfriend's purse fell through. You know, it's, it was a beach so, story. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, so I mean, I don't know. In, in, it's weird that car, for whatever reason, is one that he sold. But um, so the reason that the thought hit me, Jody, last weekend when I told you that I, I really thought I wanted to restore it, we knew we'd talked about it keeping it in the family, but we still had no clue what to do with it or if we would ultimately keep it. But all of a sudden, it just hit me: the thing that I wanted my dad to do for a long time, is the one thing that I would like to, if I can, make it work. And it may take a couple of years to do it. I don't know because I have no idea how much it's going to cost or any of that kind of stuff. But it's something I think I would like to do for him and our family. And even if it winds up being that, you know, I buy that part for my brother and sister or whatever, to me it's still a family car. It you is. know, I, I don't know how to manage that part of it yet. But I know the three of us can figure that out because we always do. But that's become important to me now for my dad, for whatever reason, I want to yes. see that thing back to glory the way that he wanted it to be yeah. at some point and the way that it was when he bought it. Yes. Because at one point, that thing was amazing to him. That was his vehicle. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, I was a year old when he bought it. And as a family start to grow, that's not really a family no. car. No. Um, you know, it's a two-seater, I think. I think it's just a two-seater, yeah. It. And and everything about it is manual. The clutch is a spring. Mm, the brake manual. No power yeah, steering. That's fun. That sounds yeah, hard it's to fun, but but it's right. It's it's okay. not the kind of car you want to be in and stop and go traffic. I have right. a question for you. Come on. It's a process, and it's going to just be whatever it's going to be. Whatever you decide to do. There's a lot of love, and I posted the picture this morning on our Facebook page of you as a baby holding the tire, mm-hmm. and uh, that you you know you think that you want to. Knowing it's a big project, think you want to restore it. There's a lot of like, oh, my gosh, yes, 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 keep it in the family. It's gorgeous. Oh, my gosh, here's what you should do. This is what I want. A lot of people say, oh, money pit, too, because, <laughs> like, yeah. look out, it's going to cost. Well, it's going to cost. And then that's another factor. My but, question you know. is this. Let's just say in time it happens and, and you restore it. You buy it, you, you know, your brother and sister's part, and you have it, and you restore it. Then what do you do with it? Do you drive it? Does it sit? Do you put it on a pedestal like Dane? What do you think will happen? It drives it around st- and picks up chicks. <laughs> Duh. Duh. I um so your I mean, purse I, won't fall through no, this floor. I think that we would I think it's something that we would drive. Yeah. Well, um, you know, that's also exciting. too. That's like, I, I think that's good. Yeah. There's also millions of car shows. I mean, yeah. depends on how much you get into it, showing right. it off. I mean, yeah. you, you can actually win awards depending on how well it's restored. Oh, my and, goodness. You know, and what's funny about that is I, I just, I've never been that person. I love cars. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm into them enough where I know what's cool, but I'm not like those, like Jody's Uncle Terry can tell you model numbers and the, the model part numbers. You you know, stuff like, as soon as I tell him so this good, being it, your you know, new wish, right. it's going to be a whole new level but, of his blowing up your phone. But that's not, I mean, that's not me. I guess, you know, for me, I mean, you're right, Sam, that could be an option, but mm-hmm. for me... I, I it's I'm just thinking of my it's dad personal. and maybe it's the emotional place that I am right now because he's only been gone for four months 
and I miss him like crazy. Um, you know, so if, if if I could do that and it doesn't bankrupt us, it would be nice. Yeah. That, that's why I'm saying if it takes time, I just have to mentally wrap my head around that and say, okay, so this is going to be a couple of year commitment or right. whatever it's going to be, you know, as we go. But I've never tackled anything like that, and it's and, and it's it is more materialistic than I tend to focus on things because tying something to my dad like this in tribute of him doesn't bring him back, no. but it's motivating to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's what so, you, that's honoring him. Yeah, that's what that is. So I, I mean, I I don't know, and, and there's a lot of homework that needs to be done mm-hmm. in the back of my head. I am, you know, it may not be financially feasible, and then the end it would just have to be, oh well, it was a cool idea, and mm-hmm. it is what it is, and then we'll just have to figure it out. Because I still don't want to get it out of the family. Yeah, but, well, that's what I'm thinking. You know, if, it, if it's something that's like okay, impossible financially to to do it, do you just still keep it and it sits in the driveway? Because then that I mean, until, somebody's until going to out, eventually have to deal with it. Oh, I know yeah. that. So look, my hope is that if it's just done in pieces and parts, that that's what it is. If it takes time, it's the engine first, and then six months be a later, it's project. I mean, be. and I don't have any problem, you know, with that. I'm not in a rush. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hasn't run in forty years. <laughs> Another what's well, a couple more? Right, exactly. Isn't gonna <laughs> just a have you? And I, I, it seems like I've seen this on shows, taking the serial number or the VIN number or whatever, mm-hmm. and sent it off to Chevy and like mm-hmm. traced the the importance of the car. Like, was this in a certain batch, or was there only 20 of these in this color made? Oh, my Uncle Terry can tell you something about the back window is specific. Well, so here's the, the, and I don't know a whole lot about that, but that's a really good question and something I should look at. Back windows. There are different years that are of different values, and I'm thinking, God, I could be wrong here. You know, so if there's a Corvette enthusiast listening, then I may get this wrong by a year. I think that body style, the first year of it was 1965. Mm. So the 66 from 1965, maybe it was the 65 and the 66 Stingray had that look, and then it was redesigned again, I think, in 1967 or 68, closer to that look that it had throughout the entire 1970s and the 80s. Remember, the body style really didn't yeah, change much. Mm. The hump over the wheels. Right, so exactly. And, Sleek. Yeah. And, um, it's a sexy car. It, but this one, you know, again, you know, m- m- everything that my, you know, parents did, they just, you know, they were not fancy. I didn't have any sort of fancy upbringing. So he bought base models of everything. And so it's the base model. And, um, it's got what they call that split back window. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a, it's not a convertible. Um, and I guess I think that split back window was standard for that vehicle. Again, I would have to look that up. My Uncle Terry told but, me something about it. Yeah. There was only a couple of years where they did that, 67 yeah. and 66 or something like that. So the split back window, I think he said it's special. I can't remember. Yeah, I mean, it could talk. be. Look, I mean, for a car that was only produced for, you know, two or three years mm-hmm. before the body style changed again, I'm sure there's something, you know, to that. Mm-hmm. The late 1950s Corvette, the originals, I mean, there's... There's all sorts of categories and, you know, classifications for it. It's kind of like the, what I remember about the Mustang is if you have the 1964 and a half, which was the, truly the very first Mustang, that's the rarest and that's the, probably the most valuable out of all of them because it was the first batch. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with any of the others, but. Seriously. um, But, uh. So, but yeah, but see, I mean, even I hadn't thought about that, Sam. That makes me curious too, to, you know, to know what's the, what's the lineage, what's the significance, and mm-hmm. and all that, you know, that kind of stuff. I guess things that I really probably, I might have been told by my dad at some point, but don't know. And you know what else we found? 
You're going to find paperwork on that vat eventually. Well, we actually found he was buying owner's manuals for every Corvette from 1968 all the way through the mid-1970s. I don't know why he decided he was going to start collecting the actual owner's manuals for those vehicles, but that's, and he stopped in the mid-70s. It's little weird things like that. Sure. I mean, we knew most of what my parents had or did because, again, they weren't fancy. It was what the, and they were good at telling stories and giving us the history on things and so forth. But that, I mean, I don't know. We just kind of have to figure figure that out. So at some point, he was really, he was definitely into that. At some point, it lost its luster for him. And I don't know why. Who knows? Um, two things from our Facebook page regarding the 1966 Stingray Corvette and the picture of you with it as okay. a baby. Tanya says you need to create recreate this picture. I'm like, yeah, you do. I want you <laughs> I'm to. I'm a little bit just taller with, than just that. Just without, yeah, yeah. oh, without the diaper. Oh, darn! It's got to have the diaper. <laughs> and then Stephen says, and he and includes a picture. Do it, meaning restore it. Corvettes are good for what ails you. We have two, and he sent pictures of his two red Corvettes. One of them looks like a Stingray. I don't know that, though, for sure, but one of them looks like that sort of model. So, anyway, I think that's so cool from our Facebook page. Yeah. So, So thank you, Stephen. Oh, oh, they have two. Yeah, Mm. two. So, it looks like one of those is brand new in maroon, and the other one, that looks like the the 1980s version. Oh, 80s. Okay. And I really like that. My cousin, actually, so my Uncle Steve also uh, is, was a uh, Corvette enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Um, he still lives in Florida today. He does not have his vet with him. But he um, he had sort of the, I don't even know what you call the color. It was like peach, kind of beiges. Oh, wow. Not really cream, but it was a little more... That sounds nice. Champagne. Kind of, but even a little bit more tinted than that it's you'd recognize it it was very it was very um common color in the 1970s but he bought his in the late 70s and it sat in the garage for a while and my other cousin or his son they restored it and of course now i don't know if it's still running or not but um so i'm looking at a one online here does it have all the silver chrome work too like on the front that comes across both sides and then parts and um, we'll to, you know, we'll have to go take the cover off and look. So the, I, don't I mean, know the, that. the bumper is chrome. Yeah. The, it's chrome trimmed around the windows, and then that split back yeah. has chrome trim around the. This uh, car has so much personality. It, it does, yeah. So um, it does. now, you know, we realize you need to actually visual, visualize that with a little bit of rust and fading well, yeah. and paint cracking. I don't know which and, picture you're looking at. It's not the one in... Well, it, it's candy apple red, bright and shiny. Yeah, in the, right. In the carport it's right just now the way with a cover was. on yeah. it. So, you know, anyway. so, so we'll, you know, we'll see. So I really, I do want to do that as a tribute to my dad. And one final thought here. I, um, there was another thing that through the years when my grandmother, before my grandmother passed away in 2011, she told me for a long time that my grandfather wanted me to have the 1959 Cadillac. Cadillac. The one they, that used to sit at her house? Yeah, mm-hmm. that sat for years and then wound up with the world's largest beehive around it at one point. <laughs> the killer beehive. It, yeah, and, you know, it. my my uncle, uh, Steve, who also had the Corvette, actually got that thing running in the early 90s, uh, and that was it. It never got any farther than that, but it was... It was in really bad shape. I mean, it, think about how yeah. old that car was, and almost every part of it was rusted out. But um, it it would have cost so much to repair that. There just there was no way, yeah. you know. I mean, that was ten years ago. The girls were still young, and it's it's, it's just not feasible, you know. 
at that point in your life, even if I'd, and plus we had no place to park it. I mean, it's like, what am I, what am I going to do? It would have taken me forever. But I wish that car had stayed in the family because mm-hmm. that's a, that's an iconic look, that Cadillac, you know? Yeah. So, um, it was too long for the carport it was parked in, so you could always see it. I know. Every time I passed Heidi's it like, house, like, it's like, Whoa, oh, Heidi's home. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I would, um, so maybe a party that's, boat. Maybe that's a, you know another, <laughs> another motivation here. You know, I mean, it's, I, I, yeah. I'm at least going to give this a try and a I, shot I, to I see what cool. happens. I think it's cool. And, and if, it's not like you have to do it all yourself. You're not going to be able to do it all yourself. Yeah. You're going to have to I'm find not, some trusted. I'm not going to be able to do most of it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, you know, just maybe one day in the, you know, couple of years or whatever, you know, we'll be able to have a tribute to my dad and, you know, drive it one more time or whatever it is, whatever it's going to be. But yeah, so that's where, that's where I am with it right now. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam and Jody podcast.